Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today, all five Fab Five ladies are here. Kathleen's mission is to assist parents who have experienced the loss of a child to suicide, Catherine to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their goals. Sarah's mission is to educate peers and help entrepreneurs to become more effective leaders. Claudette helps people break through fear and find the truth. And I'm Whitney. My mission is to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. You know, we all have, and I know, even though I don't know you, I know you have a lot on your plate and it's really easy to get lost in the mess, lost (laughs) in the madness. But We've got solutions for you. And today, Catherine is leading our discussion on managing overload. Catherine, take it away. Thank you, Whitney. Yes, we are talking everything managing overload. And I could not be more excited because as I analyze my life, I would say that this is my biggest challenge that is happening right now. And I always learn so much from you ladies. I just know that there's going to be like lots of notes being written, even though I'm talking at the same time. So how does it feel when you don't even know where to begin? (laughs) Some days that is me and probably most of us on this podcast and most of us listening, I don't know, maybe you feel like you've got it like under control and you know exactly what you're doing every moment of the day and it's all getting done. If that's beautiful, like if you're listening to this and this is you, please get in touch with us and let us know your secrets. We want to hear from you. So today we are talking everything, managing overload and how to not feel like it's so overloaded, right? So we're going to just get right to it. I was reading a book over the weekend and it's so perfect for the show. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about, he said something in the book, ladies, that was just like a complete aha moment. And I don't think I've ever heard it in this way. And he said, Manage systems, not goals. Manage systems, not goals. And so obviously, when we are talking about systems, we create systems to accomplish our goals, 
right? So it's obviously like we talk about this a lot on the show, like know your why, know what you want, right? Know what we're, what we're going for here. That's super important. Know what we want, but also what James Clear is saying in his book, even more important, once you know what you want, like rather than just always focus on outcome, 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 focus more on the systems to get you there. And I just thought it was such a gorgeous way of thinking about doing life and like, like managing life. Like we're all so busy. All of us have so much going on, so many amazing things, making incredible impact in the world. And like, what good is it if we're not like keeping up with it and growing our impact even more and helping to make the world a better place, which is what we are ultimately here to do in our own little way. So, and that's a big task, right? To like make an impact. And, and so the systems and the managing and keeping ourselves, our mind, right? See, when I feel the overload and and I will admit, I feel like that probably most of the time. Okay. (laughs) Like straight up, just to be real, you know, managing a lot of things, got a couple businesses, got a lot of different things going on. Life is not fun when you're always feeling so overloaded and overwhelmed. So we're going to talk today about some of the things that we do to try to ease that, to try to get there, to try to get where we're feeling like we're taking action and we're baking the to-do list. We're in action in the to-do list the important things, the priorities are getting done. So we're not feeling like this overload, this overwhelm. So who wants to chime in, ladies? Who wants to kick it off here with me? Who's got a thought that you're just like ready to add in to the show? I would love to. I would love to. Thank you for asking. This is Claudette. In 2019, I knew that I was going to be bringing the truth to the world in, I didn't know how, didn't know how, I just knew it. I had a big, big vision of it and I got caught up in overwhelm. I got stuck in it. And when I can look back on 2019, I was running a couple other businesses and on the truth stuff I was coaching, but I really didn't get far with classes and teaching and starting to share with other people how to do it themselves. And that was a vision of mine because I feel like if there's something that can further the growth of your soul, you learning how to do it and take it with you into life is just priceless, right? So I was like, okay, I need to do it all year long, overwhelm. And so what overwhelm does is it keeps you from action. It kind of freezes your brain. And here's the thing. The feeling is the secret. I just did a podcast on this myself. The feeling is everything. So that feeling goes forth in thought waves and then you get more overwhelmed. And there's situations that will show up to keep giving it to you. So the trick to get out of it is to imagine it is no longer there. Now, I know this, you know, people, you know, people may agree with me or not. But if you can just go into your imagination and what would it feel like to have everything happening as it should, no overwhelm, perfect peace, and you have a knowing that what you wish to accomplish is already accomplished. 
And so I started to master that and shift and just go in and sit down and go, getting out of overwhelm, I'm going to shift into seeing it done. And so once I got to that, I had to try it like two months. I'm not kidding. I would sit down. I would start to imagine it. It would stop. I would start to imagine it. It would stop. And I've been doing truth work for, at that point, 19 years, working really on researching it at that point, 26 years or more, 24. I don't know. Anyway, it was a long time. And I would just stop, stop, stop. And I realized I had beliefs around it that were stopping me. I couldn't move forward with those beliefs in place. So I began to just go, what is the truth about this? And so I would sit down again to imagine it done. And so it took me about two months. And then it was like, boom, I just felt like I would get it done. At that point, I then could do what I know to do in business right? The problem with overwhelm is it even stops you from doing what you know you should do. It kind of freezes you up. And so once I did that, I went, oh, I love systems because systems work for you. You know, Catherine just mentioned it. Systems work for you. I love things that work for me like that. Why would I put more effort into something than I need to, but put the effort in to make it excellent? And then create it and let it run on its own. And so at that point, though, I knew I needed to build all the training. And what I began to do at that point is see it done. And then I asked, what shall I do first? Show me. Now, this goes into your intuition, infinite intelligence. I was like, what shall I do first? Show me. Now, a lot of people listening to this may go, what do you mean show me? Logic and reasoning is a lower thought process. Our intuition is a higher intelligence. So I said, what should I do? Show me. Then I started, then everything just kind of, about two, three, four weeks, another month went by. I'm like, show me, show me. I knew I would know soon. And then I woke up one day, I knew I needed to do courses. And that was the beginning, right? And I literally announced the courses before I had written them. And that applied the pressure on me to get them written, you know, but in my first class had 25 people. I was like, cool. Right. So, but I said, what shall I do? Show me. And then I knew it was step by step. I can do this. I kept saying step by step. I can do this step by step. I can do this every day. And I would, I just quit allowing the feeling of overwhelm to overtake me. And eventually it left. Like, so we can choose the energy that we want to go into. If we're going to go into overwhelm, we will get more overwhelm and you will go into it until you don't. So don't beat yourself up if you're in it and you don't want to be in it. It took me months to get out of it. Right. And then I've done the same thing for what I'm doing with the app I'm creating, because it could be a lot, but I'm like, show me step by step. And I may even pause for a week and then the knowing comes and then I can go into logic and reasoning and get it done, create the systems I need. And it's getting done. It's running a little behind, but it's getting done. And that's what matters. So your future self will thank your now self for taking each step and just, but overwhelm is not your friend. 
It blocks your genius, your higher intelligence from showing you the way. And everybody talks about that. They're like, oh, I just got this knowing I I should do this, or I just had this inspiration. I should do this. Overwhelm blocks that. Okay. We don't want that blocked. We want that free to flow, to be guided. There is a higher power that guides all of us. We can't deny it. It's called intuition. We can't deny it. So that is your best friend when you're completing something, forming a business, creating you know, something that is inspired from your heart to do in the world. And so focus on your systems at that point. Do something once and set it up that it does. It, if it can be automated, set it up to be automated. Write it down, do it, break down, go through the customer experience once, and then automate it as much as possible. Keep your hands out of it once it's automated, except to tweak it and improve it. And then your life becomes easier. But it's kind of like that saying you, I I don't know if I like this saying, but it goes, you can't eat an elephant in one bite. You have to take one chunk at a time. I'm not going to eat any elephants. I'm not an elephant eater. But I would say you got to take one little bite at a time and it's okay. And don't look down on small beginnings because I, I know people that, Two years ago, three years ago, they asked me why I'm not further. That doesn't bother me because I it's know it's because you're not an elephant eater. See, I'm not an elephant eater, <laughs> but I freaking know where I'm going. And I, you know, this is the journey that I have to take. And in the end, I stand before myself and answer to myself for what I did and how I was inspired to help the world and what I was responsible for. No one else. I don't need to prove anything to anybody else, but I will fulfill the the dream within my heart, just like we all will. So overwhelm sucks. It completely (laughs) sucks. It's a low vibrational place. And I, you, you always drop the mic on our podcast. I heard you say a few things. First of all, don't beat yourself up. That's what you're like. Your ending is just like, I don't beat myself up in other words. And I think some of the things that, you know, that's one of the, uh, for me anyway, speaking from experience that just feeds that overload is holy shit. I got this, 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 and it's like beep, 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 you know? And it's like, you really got to guard your mind, guard those voices. And and you brought up, you know, guard, guard the different like voices. Am I the only one that have, has different voices, by the way? Am I? No, you are not. Okay. You are not the only one. (laughs) It's okay if I am, but, um, thank you. That was a, you are not alone sister. Very certain. No, you're not Catherine, (laughs) my girl. So, you know, it's like you talked about, I love that you brought up visualization exercises around this and, you know, you so gorgeously are connected to the, the inner calling of, you know, our creator of source. And so you are very in tune with that voice of inspired action in your head. So what Claudette is was saying is like, I visualized, I visualized until it came to me, like what to do. Is that right? Yeah. No, my visualization sucked for about three months. I'm telling you, everybody tries to to visualize and they get stopped and then they go, this doesn't work. No, mine didn't work 
for three months, but think about what you're building and what you're overcoming within your being. It might not work right away. Don't stop. Because I would just add as a start is as a, as a start is just visualize what you want it to look like when it's completed, right? You know, you completing it. And then like, you know, that sort of outcome that you want, like to create, right. Or even the first step. What about the first, I, I wish to complete the first thing. Like what's the first step. And if you can't see the whole thing completely work on the first step, elephant, little bites. Oh, right. I see. Okay. Yeah. Right. I love that. Just go there. You can have like, like even for a minute, you could just close your eyes and just think, okay, where do I begin? For a minute, you can and just, it, I love that. Okay. Yeah. What's the first step and what's the first thing I want to do of this whole piece? I'm not worried about the other pieces because overwhelm is when you take this whole big thing and yeah. all of these things Chunked and you put them all together and you want them done right now, right now, yesterday. Yes. That's, and that's what happens in my brain. It gets so chunked up up here and it's like, Oh, this. And then it's like, you know, so I love that. And then maybe as you come out of that visualization, whether it's just, you know, focusing on the outcomes that you want to create or just what do I do next, then have, you know, your notebook near you and just write down, you know, those couple of like priorities or even those first one, two things that came to mind Cause then you get them out of your head when they're on yes. paper, there's something super yes. powerful about that as well. Yes. yes. The other thing I want to add to that James clear says in the book is that in addition to systems, and I know that in our group, you know, like Sarah is, I see her as the systems girl in our group. And I know the others of you are as well. I'm probably the least systematic here. But the other thing that he has said that really resonated with me, in addition to the systems piece, is that, again, it's not always about the goal. It's not about the achievement. It's about who you have to become, right, in order to get there. And who do you have to become? And so I think I've shared this before, was working with a speaking coach and back a while. And one of the exercises that we did is called It's Like Me Too. So it's like me to be productive, not busy. It's like me to implement systems. It's like me to, right? Whatever the pieces are, to project yourself, talking about visualization, to project yourself at the end of whatever the accomplishment is or a year from now or six months from now. And in order to move yourself along the path from where you are to where you want to be, who do you have to become as part of that process, right? I have to become someone who is not afraid of technology. (laughs) I have to become someone who is not afraid to be vulnerable for, you know, all kinds of things. So you stop and think about who you need to become. What are the habits that you need to let go of? What are the habits that you need to embrace? You phrase it all in the positive as if what you wanted has already happened, right? So it's like me too. It's not mine, but it's an exercise that I use to help me. And it just seemed that it was in alignment with what 
he says, the author says, it's like changing who you are is more important than focusing on what you want to achieve because it makes the change sustainable. Who do I need to be? Who do I need to become? What kinds of things need to happen? So what are the actions that that person that you need to become? Because he talks about identity around this, right? Like, like what are the habits of the identity, the who you want to become? What are those habits? What are those systems that these people do, right? So like yes. you want to be an athlete, what does an athlete do? Do In my case, if you want to be an organized person, what does an organized person do? What does an organized person do, right? Exactly. When you look around you and you see people who, you know, one of my issues is body image and working on health issues. What is it that healthy people do, right? What are, what are those behaviors? What are those, what is that mindset? What, what are the things that those people do that you need to a- adopt and bring into your life? And uh, certainly one of them is to, embrace for me in terms of this particular topic of overload and overwhelm is to focus on productivity over being busy, right? We live in a culture in the the Western culture where, you know, busyness is sort of a badge of honor and it's not really serving us to be, you know, constantly like rattling off all these things that we're doing. So instead of being focused on being busy, what does it take to be productive, right? And I will confess, as, as this topic came up today, it was resonating a little too much because one of the things that I have done historically to manage over feeling overloaded and overwhelmed, I have not really done very well. Um, it, it, when I look back, actually, all of this year, I made a decision to change, I guess, one of my systems and uh, purchased a new tool to do this. And what I've discovered is I don't like the new tool. So I'm going back to the previous tool because it, it, in theory, it was something that was attractive, but in practice, it didn't turn out to be that way for me. And so I'm going to move back to the tool, the resources that I was using before. And what's really interesting is that they're not really all that different, but they're different enough that it doesn't speak to me. And it's really important that in all of this, as you are looking at what other people are doing, modeling is a great thing to do, but if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't matter, right? If you don't implement the system, if you don't use your tools, if you don't take advantage of the resources, in the end, it doesn't really matter. And so I would say that to, in addition to the systems, pay attention to who you are and who you need to be in order to be not overwhelmed. What are people who are, when you talk to, not just look at, not just see on the surface people who look like they have it all together because they could be doing that whole duck thing, right? Where it looks all calm on the surface and underneath they're like paddling a thousand miles a minute. But people who are truly 
managing their overload and overwhelm and living life in a more peaceful state, what is it that they're doing? Are they journaling? Are they meditating? Are they exercising? Are they eating well? Are they talking to friends? Are they not taking on more than they can handle at any one time? Are they saying no when it's appropriate and only saying yes for those things that are of highest priority and is moving them to where it is they want to be. So, you know, there's a million things that we could be doing at any one moment, but not all of them are moving us to our ultimate goals. And so, yes, focus on the systems, not the goal. Focus on who you want to be, not the goal. But at the same time, if you start from a place of goals that are not right for you, too many goals, you'll, all of the systems in the world are not going to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, we can have all the tools in the world and do all the trainings in the world and all and being that and all the planning right in the world, like being in that level of motion, but really what matters is action, right? Like taking all that, taking the tools to train and then like putting it, you got to put it into action. You got to put it into action. You got to get in, you got to use those tools. Speaking of tools, you know, wherever you can automate things, right? There's task management systems. There's, if you have employees, just, you know, like regular things that get done on a daily basis, just that it's like, it's just streamlined. It's done. It's set up and it's just automated. People know what they're doing when they're doing it. You know, there's guides, there's reference points, but it's like it's an automated process really helps with overload wherever you can automate. What's present for you over there, Sarah? I see you shaking your head. We would call you the systems queen of the fab effing five. What is happening in that beautiful brain of yours? Systems and organization is my jam, and I am loving this topic because actually, personally, I am coming out of some managerial overload myself, and so this topic is hitting high on my heart, and today I've heard you ladies speak about envisioning the future, getting organized, knowing your outcome, taking action, modeling, asking the question, who do I need to be? And all of that is top of the top of heap of advice. But I want to also bring up paying attention to the people you're around. Who are the people in your life who might be taking up time and space? And have they earned it? So having a little bit of self-respect in Knowing that you're giving your time and your energy, your expertise, many times in the situation, to someone who may not have earned it. So when we're not managing those people in our lives very well, they're all taking from us. And what can happen is there can be a line of 50 of them and they're all taking because we allowed the situation of everybody taking what they needed. And then the managerial overload comes in where the reward isn't equaling the energy output. And so being aware enough in your own life 
to recognize those who aren't keeping their commitment, who are wasting your time and having to rediscuss the outcome or re-clarify things or um, address even maybe their confusion too often when someone may not be listening very well and they're making you repeat over and over. That's someone who's taking up a lot of your time. So I think what's become really present for me was paying attention to the people, recognizing chaos, recognizing chaos when it exists and admitting that that's exactly what it is and how is it bleeding over into your life, into your world and into what you're doing. Um, And then what I've been systematically kind of doing is simplifying getting rid of the things that were creating chaos on the back end for me and getting rid of relationships that weren't meeting agreements. I got caught up. Let's be real. In the last year, I got a a little uber excited about allowing some people into my world, into my business relationships. And I didn't stick to certain practices of requirement. And that created on getting out of alignment with my outcome, which then ultimately created this managerial overload and a situation where I had a lot of people requesting a lot of time. But let's be real. I signed up for all of it. This is my responsibility. I created the situation and now it's time for me to unwind. And so in unwinding, one of the key things I'm doing is looking at the people who might be creating too much chaos and finding a way for them to create less chaos in my life. And so that's been a key thing that's been on my heart and it's been playing out in my life over the last three or four months. Kathleen specifically recognized it recently that it is a sort of unwinding that's happening in my world. And it feels really, really good. You know, I've been talking about getting organized in my house. I've been talking about moving. I've been talking about donating. So decluttering, systematizing my life, a little bit more streamlined and a little bit simpler. And that's starting to feel really, really good. And I'm stepping away. I'm committing to step away from the managerial overload and focus on my outcome. And that outcome is to serve people in real estate, highest level, and to make sure that their transactions are going amazingly well with the best advice that they could possibly get from anyone. Sarah, I love what you said. You know, the three words that you said, it's like we're all like uh, energetically connected, which we are. But the three words that you said that I would had on my list was chaos, simplify, and align. What overwhelm does for us or to us, I see it as information that this is an opportunity to see if we're feeling overwhelmed, what's happening in our life, which is very similar to what you were saying, Sarah. And where overwhelm comes from, from my perspective, is there is a feeling of having to do it all yourself. There's a feeling of not being enough, a feeling of lack of trust, like you can't trust other people in your life to do things. So there's different overwhelmed feelings that come into our life. But what are we doing to cause the overwhelm? What kind of energy is around us? Who are we supporting? Who are we asking to support us? And who are we we allowing in to support us? And if they're not supporting us, 
They're taking up energy, they, it, programs, people, environments, whatever, housing, boxes of paper, whatever it is, it's taking up space. So where it's not allowing what is in alignment with you in, there's too much stuff happening in your world. And it comes from really limiting beliefs and blocks, like what kind of patterns are still in your life today? So there, it's information. Like Sarah said, we talked about it earlier. Sarah and I got on the phone. We were chatting a little bit about what was happening in our life. And so I asked a few questions with her and she's the one that came up with it. I didn't, you know, it was just about co-creating, right? You know, mm-hmm. bouncing things off from people who you can trust and that, you know, it's going to be there for your highest and best and not care what you choose or not be attached to what you choose. It's just about information and it's operating from your head. The overwhelm comes from operating from your head. It's Mm -hmm. about creating safety. It's about having to do it all. I've mentioned that earlier and not from your heart. And what happens there is the systems of what you said, Catherine and Whitney, like all of what was said here today is the systems help you create the opening for what is working and what's not working. So if we have systems and we're focusing on one or two things at a time, I am like the queen of starting everything at once and then feeling the chaos that's happening in my life and saying, oh, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this and ideas pop into my head. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to go do that. Some people call that the shiny penny syndrome or dime syndrome or nickels or whatever it is, the penny syndrome the shiny object syndrome. I call it inspiration and ideas that are coming through. But instead of acting on all those inspiration and ideas, write them down. And depending on where you are and what you do is what is your priority? What are your values? Who is in alignment with your values and priorities? And making sure that you build a team around you that you can trust, that have similar values, that has the same ethics that you do. I mean, really important to align yourself with those who are in alignment with you. And if you're out of alignment, I can promise you, you're going to bring other people into your life that's out of alignment too. So really do the inner work that's necessary so you can release the the idea that you have to do it alone, that you can release the idea that you're not enough because you're perfect just the way you are. And when you simplify your life and focus on one thing, create this signature program. You know, I'm going to do, make a shout out to Aman, a, a guy, a guy. He's a systems online course formula expert. He, like he's just amazing. And I've been spending time with him in six weeks. I created an online course and already have people in my course and it's starting in, in April. That's because he created the system step by step by step. I needed the knowledge. I needed the ability to be able to go to my clients and see what works for them and what doesn't. The research I had to do, I had to take action, but I took action on one thing, which creates a signature program for me. And then ultimately everything else is built around that. But you start with a signature program or your signature values or wherever you are, you start with one thing. When you think that you have to do it all yourself, is when you start to get into trouble. And that's where the overwhelm comes from, I feel. And I want to just leave that with a quote from Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not final. 
It is the courage to continue that matters or that counts, he says. So continue to focus on your inner values, continue to focus on where you are right now and allow people in. Because if you're not allowing people to help you, there's some inner blocks and inner programs that you get to choose whether you want to eliminate or not. Absolutely. Oh, such beautiful, beautiful nuggets there, Sarah and Kathleen. You know, absolutely. You know, relationships create overload. Relationships that are doing the things like that Sarah described, right? Where you know, you're feeling like it's, they're more of like a taker than anything, you know, both in your business and your personal life that can create a lot of overload and a lot of wasted time and beautiful energy. And, you know, very similar to Sarah, I have experienced that over the last month myself and way too much energy time, just sort of low vibrational things happening. And then once it's released, you can literally just feel the weight come off. So really pay attention to the people around you in your business and in your personal. And are you filling up energetically from them? Are you being lifted or are you feeling like they're just always taking? There's a a phrase out there called like net taker, right? Because everybody's, everything's a give and a take. You're doing that. That's all relationships, right? But you know, when things are just feeling overwhelming and just too much, right? And on that note, when you have, you know, one of the things and I'd love to hear about maybe some very, we can do a little round, quick round, round Robin as we wrap things up on like maybe one or two just really specific systems that you all do in your day-to-day, right? Like for me, and this goes along with having a team and people, you know, I'll do to-do lists. I do them every day at the start of my day. And when I'm feeling like really overloaded, sometimes I just do this really big brain dump. What I do is I categorize it. I prioritize it like must do today. You know, I'll pick like the top things there. And then the second one is who can I push, give this to not push it off to, but who can I on my team who can take this task? Right. And then the last is like the last on the list. And often what happens with those things, the universe just sort of takes care of. It just sort of like gets done somehow. Right. Last week, you know, there's this email on my mind that I had to like respond to. This is in my financial work. And then, and I was just like not getting it. It wasn't super high priority, but it was still one of the things in the back of my mind. And then it was like, Friday, I just get an email, like this has been closed out. And I'm like, all right, thank you universe. So like, I think lists, getting them out of your head is getting the things out of your head and on paper and just taking a couple minutes to sort of like, I must do this like now, like this is a must do today. Who can I give this to? You know, here are the things I can give to another person. And then here are the things that maybe universe will take care of, I think is a a great way to sort of categorize a list, particularly if it's, is a long one. So, and I love the, just try to keep it simple and feeling in alignment. You know, this upstreamness of always like feeling like things are so difficult is what overload and overwhelm can 
certainly create that feeling. So just going for it, you know, I wrote, I think of flow, like I think of systems and I think of flow. So where you feel like what's working for you that helps you stay in flow. So as we wrap ladies, if you have another nugget or two that you like to add, maybe something really like specific, like in your day to day that our listeners could go and implement or as part of their day-to-day as well. Well, I got some amazing coaching around this in the last four weeks. And so I want to give Sean Callaghy all the credit for this thought process. And that is in your leadership, which that can be leading your family, that can be leading your children, that could be leading your business. Leadership is every part of your day. We are all leaders. But when you're considering the relationships around you, if you're the coach of a football team, you're not walking the football players to the locker room to change and shower. You are walking with them to the field to practice and show up and to drill. And so if you've got people that are weighing you down, that you're walking to the locker room to change and shower, the most basics of basics that might be somebody that's wasting your time because you need to start surrounding yourself. The concept of this is bringing in a higher level of person. So you bring in the people that you're going to go drill with, not that you're going to hold their hand to the locker room. So as you consider relationships and as you're making some powerful decisions in those relationships around you, recognizing whose hand are you holding to the locker room? And is that the right person to fill that space for you or not? Thank you, Sarah. You are definitely in my head today. I love it. So the the four things I would leave with is recharge. You know, if you're feeling weighed down, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> definitely stop and go outside, take a walk, breathe, stop, go in the bathroom and breathe. Do something to reset your energy and see what you're feeling overwhelmed about. Be clear about what your purpose is. Be clear about who you are. Be clear about your values. Be clear, just be clear about all that you are. Third, you can't fail. Know that you can't fail. And fourth, finally, is what Sarah was saying, is we are all leaders. And to be the leader, think of five reasons why you can't fail as a leader. You can't fail as a leader as a parent. You can't fail as a leader as a CEO. You can't fail as a leader as an employee. Think of five things, write it down and and put it on your computer, put it in your wallet, put it on your, your phone screensaver. Think of these reasons and put them down because every time you look at them, you'll know, you'll be reminded why you're doing what you're doing. And so I think Whitney will close us out, I think. With that said, maybe? Yes. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows, you know, where this will go. (laughs) Did you have a final thought, uh, Catherine, before I close this out? I just wanted to say one of the things James Clear said in his book, 
And I apologize. I have like lawnmowers going on right in the front yard here. As I, So if, if there's some noise in the background, you know, this is life here. But James Clear in the, the, the um, Atomic Habits book, he says, we fall to the level of our systems, not rise to the goal. We fall to the level of our systems, not rise to the level of our goal, which I think is just so powerful. So that's my final on that. And you can take us home, Whitney. I think everything all of you have said has been beautiful. And so I would make my final word on this subject, grace. We talk about grace here a lot is to extend yourself some grace in the the process, right? That we've given you tools. There's resource with the Atomic Habits book, our thoughts and ideas, the things that we do, all of that is great. Give yourself some grace. You don't have to do everything and you can't do everything now. And so I think one of the biggest things is to get clear is have clarity about what it is you're doing and your why and extend yourself some grace. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate your continued support. If you'd have a topic you'd like for us to cover, we'd love to hear about it. You can connect with us on our Facebook page on Instagram, share your thoughts there. And you can also check us out on our webpage. I believe there's an opportunity for you to leave a message on our webpage, beyondyourbestplan.com. Until next time, have a great rest of your day and take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plans.